Okay. Well, this is why I don't go on Twitter before podcasting. I go on, and of course, there's a King's update that they're looking into. They're, they're one of the teams still interested in Ben Simmons. And all the comments are the same old story, same old song and dance of the armchair experts and armchair GMs, you know, saying that it's a such a good move. The Kings need to pull the trigger, but it's always just guys that are uh, that are Kings haters. And just trying to uh, sway public opinion into the Kings picking up Ben Simmons just so that the Sixers can get one of the good Kings players like Fox or Halliburton or somebody young and and with promise. I get that you have to trade good players to get a good player problem is is the valuation of how good Ben Simmons is like the thing that was frustrating is there's people that are always like oh the Kings need to make the trade and this and that you know and like oh the other you know the Sixers have all the leverage and it's like no the they're they're trading Ben Simmons, someone that they obviously think isn't good enough for them, for the, what they're what they're looking for. He's not a good shooter. He passes up open shots and stuff. And so, why would the Kings want a player like that? Like, why would you know? That's more like the Sixers need to find a way to make a trade work and not the other way around. They're trying to get like everyone's like, yeah, he's probably, he's really good, but he might just be really good for the Sixers. You know, not every player goes to a team, you know, it still remains to be seen. And if I were the Kings, I wouldn't take a flyer on uh, someone and give up key key pieces to the to what's being built. And like we're not rebuilding again. You know, we have the the foundation set for to continue on a rebuild that's already happening like it's been happening for you know over several decades now it feels like so it's just annoying and that's just the state of basketball at least for a Kings fan and it's not there's not many left and it's frustrating and I should just stop doing Twitter on days that I set to record but with that being said let's start the intros good evening ladies and gentlemen 
Howdy, howdy, howdy. Say hello to my little friend. Hello. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Nation's famous. Nation's famous podcast. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? Nation's famous. Nation's famous podcast. Back with another podcast, Nation's Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Nations. This is the famous, most famous podcast of all podcasts. And um, I was debating doing, changing, well, not changing, starting up a new podcast and calling it I Don't Care. I don't care podcast. Then I found out that there's already a podcast named that. It's like a healthcare podcast. Some, yeah, some rando talking about your, what you need health wise, your health needs. Whereas mine. Is going to be about the most all the popular things going on in the world, and how none of none of it really affects me, or lose sleep over. But then I was gonna since that fell through, I was gonna change the name to something like Nations doesn't care or Zach Nations doesn't care or who cares, and I realized I'll just take the meat from that idea of the I don't care stuff well you know basically the attitude of not caring about things and bring it to this podcast so this is a podcast that doesn't care although I do, there are things I do care about. This is, you know, you get the idea. It's the stuff that everyone cares about that I don't really care about. Like, you know, all the hubba baloo about COVID. I don't care. Vaccines, whether you get it or you don't, doesn't bother me. You know, if you don't haven't gotten it, you have your reasons. If I agree with them or not, doesn't really matter. I have I got vaccinated. Now I'm considered unvaccinated because it's been six months. So now the boosters are an option. Am I gonna get a booster? I don't know. We'll see. I probably will. 
but I'm not racing out to get one. It's actually very windy today in Sacramento, as per this recording. It's supposed to be rainy and windy all week, so it's my favorite kind of weather. This is the kind of weather I'd rather just not work and sit on a, my porch and just kind of chill. But instead, I'm doing double time. I worked today and now I'm doing another extra hour or so. And it's called Commitment. So this episode, I just wanted to talk, well I wanted to bring up the name change, um, I don't know if you've noticed, I got a new mic, microphone, um, but also I just got back from across the pond, over in jolly old London, and so I wanted to and then go over my experience in a different country. I've been to, you know, in the Air Force I was overseas, but that was a different situation. I was on American air base, so wasn't really amongst the different cultures in that part of the corner of the earth. And I just wanted to start out with all the stuff I don't really care about. No, that's not what I'm going to do. Last time I was on, I was kind of disappointed I couldn't keep be consistent with my recordings. Because uh, the next episode I wanted to do was going to be a nice and scary one. And so I'm kind of trying to play it week to week, week by week on what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to, because like I can set up my ideas for next week and like talk about Christmas stuff, Christmas songs and, you know, get all jazzed for the seasons. But then I'll just be, you know, something will come up. I won't record and then I'll be kicking myself. And then I'll just be in a big ball of anxiety because I didn't, you know, my schedule gets all thrown off. But, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. So, I will talk, alright, this is, I just wanted to bring this up real quick. And, um, one of the things that got me to... You know, got my my mind wandering about changing. You know, changing the format to the I don't care angle. Was watching movies and watching shows and you know taking in different types of media. I realized that. I like a lot of movies, and then there's a lot of movies I don't like, I want to like, but I can't, and it's usually because the characters, and I just, you know, 
good move you know good movies suck you in and you get invested because the characters are you know good well-written characters and they have they're well acted and that's like most of the shows i watch it's just great acting like this is us i love uh sterling k brown me and my wife he's our favorite and like you know all the shows we watch whenever we see actors from the shows and different things we get real excited because that's the reason we watch our shows are the performances uh, for the most part but a lot of shows you know I'm watching them and my with my wife she'll be watching a show and I'll be like I'll come in part way through and then it'll, it'll kind of suck me in but then there comes points where like the writing puts the character in a certain situation and it really just puts me off and I'm I'm just like nope not gonna give this one a chance if this is how they treat the content like the story I don't know maybe it's I'm pretentious maybe it's because I uh, kind of a I have a writer's mind and I'm always thinking of how I would you know how I would have the story what what direction I'd take the story in and then like but like also if you're watching it watching a show watching a movie and it's a kind of a real life situation you ex there are things you that you expect like if, if it's raining you expect you know people to be wet when they go into buildings like with writing if you know you expect people to be treated fairly unless the story dictates but even then uh, like sometimes it just it bothers me in certain situations because a lot of it a lot of the time it's kind of um, I don't know it feels out of place or it's not well explained but for the example I'm thinking in my head as I'm discussing this there's uh, that show Made it was a pretty good show I wasn't too into it like I got I started getting into it and then uh, the scene in the courtroom really threw me and I you know just didn't like how the people were behaving but I understand why but it was just the way that it happened kind of um, just it was frustrating and I understand like that's what was being um, it was the motivation of the scene it was the emotion that was was uh, the desire the director desire you know the director was meaning to get 
the audience into, you know, as feeling sorry for and feeling frustrated that, you know, she was, had everything together and then was treated poorly because of the way that the system set up and the way that the uh, baby daddy game the system and like made her look crazy and then she started going crazy which you know it's one of those things where um you know your people treat you crazy and you start to go crazy and then that it uh confirms their you know that judgment that they hold over you Another thing, another scene that really hit that, hit that kind of uh, feeling was, I forget the movie, there's a segment I want to do on this podcast where I, I explain uh, movies or shows that my wife watches that I just walk in on and I get confused and, I'm, and I don't know the names of them, but um, I can explain them, and then you can, you can try to guess what it is, email me in, I mean, I can always IMDB it, that's what we always do, but I think it'd be fun, but this, uh, so this show, or no, it was a movie, this movie, I forget what platform it was on, I think it was on Hulu, oh. so it's, uh, stars Melissa McCarthy and Chris Chris O'Dowd from I think that's his name from the the it crowd the IT crowd he's also in uh, bridesmaids he's the cop in bridesmaids he's in it he's like uh, he goes crazy because um, they're the they're a, they're a husband and wife and they have a baby and the baby dies because of the husband I don't remember how the plot like that the details I came in like half hour into the movie or an hour in but then there's a scene where because he's you know in a psychiatric ward or something whatever they're called and then, and they get limited time with like uh, public, like uh, family and people that come in and spend time with different, you know, their family members that are in the in the halfway house. And he's like talking to some children, and it's like kind of a breakthrough because you know he's like wrapped up in his head and depressed and doesn't you know all he can think about is the death of the child so he's talking to these kids and he starts playing with them and then he starts getting loud and and crazy and like acting a little uh, a little rambunctious and then he starts getting into the moment it's really shot really well because it you know you're sympathize like you're feeling good about what's going on and he's feeling good and then people start thinking he's crazy because 
like he's trying to be a lion and it's scaring one of the little girls and so he uh, starts getting even more crazy because everyone's look you know feeling like he's being a little nutty and so they have to you know grab him and trank him or whatever they do and so you kind of feel bad for him and then it's like you know was he really like crazy like acting crazy because he's you know got a screw loose or was it just he kind of got you know he's a crazy person in a crazy ward so then people just were like oh he's crazy but I don't know it was kind of weird almost like turned me off of that movie too but I finished watching it it was pretty interesting um, but yeah and so, that was my rendition of What the Hell is My Wife Watching? We did watch, so, for Christmas movies, we watched home, The New Home Alone. And we watched uh, another movie I walked in on. She was watching was this cute little uh, gay movie. Like, these, a movie about... Uh, a guy who's gay and he goes back to his family and he brings his roommate and they pretend to be boyfriend and boyfriend and then um, his mom tries to set him up with some other uh, one of her like gym her personal trainers or whatever and it's pretty funny. It's a, it was a good movie. Uh, the family, like, I guess it's, I don't know, I walked in halfway, and it was, I guess it was like a known thing that, you know, he's, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't his boyfriend. Like, the family knows the guy. I guess they were like lifelong friends or something and then they moved in their roommates in LA but it's a nice Christmas movie and had a nice ending and everything it was cute those cute romantic movies my wife likes and uh it was called, that one I know the name of, it was called Single All The Way, which was pretty good. I was a little disappointed they didn't, they didn't go with uh, I'll Be Homo for Christmas. I don't know, I thought that would have been funny, but maybe I just don't know funny. One more thing I kind of want to talk about before... I go into uh, talking about my trip. That is um, my kind of. I've gone over it and over it and over it, but I just I was thinking that 
the the purpose of this podcast is um, getting out my creative juices. That's how you. I don't know what what else. How else to put it? It uh, helps me kind of create something of my own in a way that I can't in my main career. And so, um, and I've, it's kind of an outlet for my ambition of being a comedian. Because I've always wanted to do like a stand-up thing or, you know, do something. And I always uh, never really understood, you know, the ins and outs that are necessary when going into a comedian, comedic career field. And like, you know, how do you get validation for being a comedian? Like where, who appoints you a comedian? Like, am I a comedian having a somewhat comedic podcast? You know, where do I get validation? Then I realized I don't need validation. All I need, the only validation I need is my own validation. My own validation to produce my podcast that is funny, that is or isn't funny. That is funny or not to be funny. I don't know. And that, if you're wondering, is why it's called Nation's Famous Podcast. No, that's not why. This podcast isn't that famous. One thing I do wish with this podcast, I can become some sort of comedian and land a gig on like a show like Saturday Night Live or a sketch thing because I don't know if this whole podcast thing will pan out or I've been thinking about doing stand-up but you know that's a ways out after COVID settles down but yeah I think like if they're revamping or doing uh, some sort of Han Solo comedy I think I'd be a good fit I can run around and act nonchalant about everything and try to pretend like I'm floating around in space and keep trying to find the next next way out for the next hot score or even Indiana Jones 5 I can be an old ass museum supplier running around saying I'm too old for this getting chased by boulders and being afraid of snakes sign me up
Okay. So, as I said, over a couple weeks ago, I went on my honeymoon. Long overdue honeymoon. Uh, me and my wife went to London for a week, and then we headed over to Ireland for a week. Boy, was that interesting. Uh, me and my wife enjoy the museums, and there are plenty of museums in both places, which was great. My wife was ecstatic. I was uh, also there. We got to see so many things, all wrapped up in 10 days. Let's see, we were there a total of, yeah, about 10 days, 12, 10 to 12, but there was a lot of travel in between. Boy, oh boy, where the, was there, was there travel? Um, we had to have our passport, show our vaccine information. We had to get uh, tested for coronavirus. Luckily, everything went went pretty smoothly. We we didn't have any kind of hiccups, and everything, you know, the, everyone involved was real helpful. We actually got to London early. We were gonna take a test right after off offboarding. Um, but we tried to plan the plan the test a couple, you know, ways out from landing. No way if we had trouble getting our luggage or uh, we got stopped up or there was a delay, we'd have time to, um, you know, we'd have some wiggle room to get to our appointment. But we didn't have any problems, and we got, we were pretty much ready to get a taxi, like, two hours before our test appointment. So we talked to some people, and they uh, sent us to one of the areas of the airport that they were testing in, and they are like, just test now, because uh, there are people available to test, and... And we explain, you know, we explain that we're way early, and, they, and we're visit, you know, we're and we were tourists, so that uh, they understood, you know, they're very understanding and helped us out, and we, you know, the test only took about twenty minutes, maybe. I mean, it took like. 15 minutes to try to find it because we had to go back in the airport and kind of go through a maze of all the crazy travelers and tons of people just lost in an airport but yeah it was um, a lot of shell sh a lot of sh culture shock a lot of culture shock there was, you know, there, everyone spoke differently and behaved differently. And, 
I realized that wasn't the most romantic of places. Like there was a lot of, it just smelled like fish and all the, like they had like outdoor market kind of thing. They had like outdoor kind of venues everywhere. Probably because, I don't know, I don't think it's because COVID. There's one spot that was like Christmas, a Christmassy area. And like the the booths that they were selling out of were like log cabin-y looking. I mean, I figure that they're, they're there all year round, but they definitely had it all decked out for Christmas. And so, um, the people, uh, it was kind of big city feeling, I think. That was my thing, the thing I took away from London. Like, people were in a rush everywhere, because we walked everywhere, basically, and walked, walked to the, what they call the underground, what we would just call a subway, or they call it the tube, but, um, so, you know, walking there, people walked with a purpose, and would kind of walk through you, if you were in the way, but, we got, it took us a while to get the hang of it, but the British um, aren't, don't seem to have a lot of patience. That was one of my takeaways. Uh, if you're going to stand in line to order, better know what you're going to order. Because they're, they're not, once you say one thing, they're ready to take your money and then on to the next person, like, you gotta go, once you start your order, when you're done talking, that should be the entire order. Um, you know, here in America, we order for ourselves, and then we give them time to, like, you know, you give the cashier time to process it and get it all punched into the computer or written down or whatever they're doing and then you know on to the next person but you know they're just they just give you a look like was it that's it and so a lot of our orders were rushed and um, it was kind of rough getting used to that um, and you know they call things different things and they call their you know they don't have like at their coffee shops like we went to different coffee shops and they call their coffee different things like you get a flat white I don't know what that is I don't know if we call it that here in cafes in America but that's kind of stuff that I wouldn't like I kind of picked up after the fact you know I tried ordering coffee you know drinks from the cafe but you know I ordered a latte and I didn't realize like you know I know what a latte is but in the moment I'm trying to think of a drink so I think of latte and then 
I realize there's no, you know, it's just milk and coffee. I'd rather have a mocha, and they're out of mocha, so then what's the next best thing? And then I want to, you know, they have Americanos, which is like a lot, it's a coffee, but with water instead of cream. So, I don't know, there's a bunch of different weird things. But, uh... Other than that, uh, it was a lot of fun. Saw all the different sites. And we saw the, the Queen's Crown Jewels, which was definitely something to see. You know, if, you, if you're the type of person that, that makes a bucket list, that would definitely be a cool bucket list thing to tick off. I obviously ticked it off mine, even though I don't really have one. But my my bucket list is kind of fluid, like a lot of people's. You know, everyone you hear something, it's like, oh, I gotta put that on my bucket list. You know, but you have no list. <laughs> Nobody's keeping track. I probably have things from the past that I've said, oh, I'm gonna. You know, that's a good bucket list thing. But you ask me now, I don't know. I don't know what I... I'm not keeping track of any of it. But it's hard to think of things. I, I wanted to, like, do some podcast stuff. Like, I wrote notes for when I was over there, but I don't remember my notes. And I don't think I... I didn't take a lot of notes. I was just trying to... My wife wasn't going to, you know... I definitely wasn't going to be recording during our honeymoon. But... Um, and there are things that I was coming up with when I was there. Um, like... I was debating on just doing the podcast with an accent but uh, I've decided against that because I don't think anybody you know it's there are people that like doing other accents and I don't know I don't know what I would say I don't know you know Let's see. I don't, know. I don't do a good accent. At least not British. Another thing in, with England that I go into all these museums I came to realize that how big of thieves the British were. You know. It's like a bunch of Indiana Joneses. You know, and they they don't hide it either. They put them and they make these nice looking, fancy, architectural buildings. And then they go, come on in, look at what, look at all the things that we stole throughout the years for centuries. 
And they got some cool stuff, like some really old... They have the Rosetta Stone. And like Ireland, they have their museums, but <laughs> it's like stuff from Ireland. Like dead, preserved carcasses and bogs from bogs. And on a harp. Multiple harps. There's like a harp in the Guinness factory. Guinness storehouse. That was is significant to Guinness. And then in the Trinity College there's a harp. That's supposed to be the harp of... What's his name? Brian... Brian something. Brian Boru. His harp. And then there's all this Egyptian stuff that the British gave him. The British. The British and, and all the other. They, everyone went to Egypt and was like, you know, like a swap meet, except there was no bartering. It's. It was the bartering was between the thieves. But it was like the the buildings were really nice. It was the it's a lot of stonework. Like the stonemasons headquarters basically. So it was a, it was you know that was a lot of delight. That was a delightful part of the trip how beautiful everything was but we didn't get to go to the, any of the countrysides or the rural 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 parts but yeah we had our fun but other than that we went to Ireland that was an interesting place. We stayed pretty much in Dublin. But it was cold. Oh man. Was it cold. It was... It's interesting because they go by Celsius on in there, you know in Britain and in Ireland so the weather was 7 degrees of course 7 degrees in Fahrenheit is like 40 degrees but, which is cold it's cold for our standards but like it's it seems cool colder when it's 7 degrees and not 40 degrees of course, if it was 7 degrees Fahrenheit, it'd be a completely different story. I lived in Buffalo, and it was like... It was regularly 7 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's because there was snow everywhere. And then one night, during a blizzard, it was like negative 12 degrees, or negative 6 but yeah, once pretty much once you get into the negatives, it gets you realize why everything's frozen. 
everything like you know the lakes were frozen there's snow everywhere that you know snows packed up like 10 foot high 10 feet high no it wasn't that tall it was like a good foot two feet of snow but that wasn't in Ireland that was in Buffalo Ireland it was just cold only rained once and really it was just kind of a mist but that was really fun um, and it was it was nice not really having too much rain because you know we walked everywhere we went so and we didn't have we don't have an umbrella um, Ireland was a little more mellow you know people were walking around and in a hurry kind of but I think that might have just been it was because of the, how cold it was but taking having your order taken they didn't really rush you that much still kind of a rush to it but I don't know it had a different feel kicking myself because I wanted to record way soon like uh, the week after we got back but a lot of, there's been a lot going on we had a house guest we've been trying to pick up after ourselves after you know being home and getting all the laundry done and all the chores around the house I've been dropping the ball on house chores I'm just you know living in a different country for two weeks living in hotels for two weeks kind of take for granted living you know having a big old house and having to clean up after yourself and not, having to, not just leaving it for the maids and the room uh, room service whatever it's called food was really good though in both places um i ordered a flat what do you call it flatbread pizza kind of thing not realizing what i was ordering and that wound up tasting pretty good then the pizza we were there in thanksgiving so i ordered a pepperoni pizza Keeping it, keeping it somewhat, uh, making a new tradition, I guess. So I joked with my wife about. I will say, I ordered a Guinness every day in Ireland, because when you're in Ireland, you get a Guinness, and that is that is the best place to drink a Guinness because it's nice and fresh and they know how to pour it and that's where it comes from and we went on the tour and the tour was pretty cool it's kind of like a museum in a way but it was kind of kind of interactive like they you know you go you pretty much it's a self uh, self tour 
but you go around and it has all the explanations on everything and just go around and read everything on the walls and all the vats and stuff and explains what's going on we also did a Jameson tour at the Jameson distillery and that was just as interesting we also did a tasting there Guinness you get a free I don't know if it's 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 included in the tour in the um, yeah in the tour because you have to book book your tour then you you know you buy you get tickets and then you do a you get a little glass with an engraving on it if you want then you gotta go up to the top of the this tower and it's like uh, it's kind of like the Seattle Sky Tower Space Needle then you have a Guinness they, they pour you a Guinness straight from the factory so that was really fun and then we did the Jameson and and uh, had some did some tastings of some whiskeys that was something not much of a I like whiskey but drinking whiskey straight is rough and drinking a bunch of different whiskeys is kind of can get to it gets my belly kind of churning um, it was really nice you learn a lot about the flavors of whiskey and how they age it and like they're talking uh, they for the for the, for the, they reuse barrels from um, what you call like a, like American American distilleries because American distilleries use their barrels once and then they get you know they export them Jameson gets them and puts their whiskey in all the different uh, barrels and ages them and gets all the different flavors from the aged barrel and the inner insides of the barrels and that's where they get their flavor and it's really interesting and you can kind of taste it when you're doing the tasting I forget which it's a special one of the I think it's like a black label Jameson or one of them you get the after they they like torch the insides maybe it's all the Jamesons they like torch the insides of the barrels because you know you don't want to have the barrel be full of alcohol that'd be pretty flammable but also I guess it, it brings out a lot of the flavors and a lot of the alcohol that's was absorbed in the wood they torch it and it brings it out and like it and the sugars and then they age another batch in that 
and so then that gives it an extra kind of different flavor the black label but yeah it's, it was a lot of interesting stuff the tour guides were really knowledgeable that the jameson tours were actual we had guides on that they weren't self-guided and boy were we glad to come home it was interesting to be in different countries and see all the things but it's sure is nice being in our own comfort zone is what we call it because they don't have like all their favorite stuff they don't have like our fast foods their fast foods are different well, I don't know, different. We were we stayed in the city, so that might have had a lot to do with it. But they didn't have, like, all the different chains that we eat. Chick-fil-A, they don't have no Chick-fil-A. They have McDonald's, but we didn't bother with McDonald's. We have enough of them here. Um, their ketchup tasted different. It was like it had a weird berry flavor to it. I kept thinking. I don't know what the wife. I don't know how she, what she thought of it. She said it did. It tasted different, but I don't know. I kept thinking like it tasted. It had like a jam flavor, like a strawberry kind of, with the tomato flavor. Interesting, huh? I bet this is going to be everyone's favorite episode. Talking about the Britons. British people. If it is your favorite episode. You should like. And subscribe. On YouTube. And on Spotify. And on iTunes. And Google. And whatever. Or however you're listening to this. You just like it subscribe send some a rating uh, send me an email at nation's famous pod send me suggestions for different things uh, yell at me Let me know. Let me know some how you, how are you feeling. Let me know what's going on with the uh, with the old fan base. You can just just email and say doing good or something, or I'm doing bad and it's cringe and nobody likes it. Just let me know. I'd like to know. Maybe I'll email you back. But I'll read it on the podcast. And you'll be famous as well. We'll be famous. A couple of famous. Amoses. Like the, like the cookie. Right? Isn't that a cookie? If you want to talk to me on Twitter. I'm at, at Nations21. Want to catch my Twitch? I might do a Twitch this week. I might do a. I might play Halo. Halo Infinite just came out. 
So what better time to play the first Halo on Twitch? My Twitch handle is Nations217. So you can follow me on that. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me anywhere except for Facebook because that's Facebook is for the devil. Um, I think eventually I'm gonna do an outro, do like an out outro song. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed talking to myself droning on and on, putting everyone to sleep. Surprised I didn't fall asleep. Get up so early. Almost fell asleep on one of my breaks at work. I don't think I have anything else. So with that being said, get out of here! I think that's my wife's cue that I'm wrapping up the podcast. She's in the living room. So that's your cue.